Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Amanda Robbie. Turning the tables on Ros Clark, who's our interviewee today. Hello, Amanda. Welcome, Ros. So, Ros, you're here to talk about the Priscilla Programme. Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, so the Priscilla Programme is something which has been sort of at the back of my mind for nearly 20 years. And I'm so I'm very, very excited that it is just about coming to fruition. It is um, a training programme which is designed for women, the kind of women who we have in all our churches, I think, who are just stalwartly getting on with helping the church run um, and particularly doing that in in really important ministry kind of way so people who are running Sunday school classes or helping with a youth group or maybe leading a, a ladies bible study or, or going out and visiting um, folk and, and opening up the bible with them so people who are just getting on with those sort of ordinary ministries it's not their paid job um, they're doing that alongside working or running a family or all the kind of other things in life who um, often don't really have any kind of training for that sort of role. They just get on with it. Um, and I, I just felt for a long, long time that what I would love to do is find a way of helping those sorts of women just access some really basic uh theology and bible study and skills and learning to be more effective in the kind of ministries they're already doing well that sounds great um but aren't there lots of other people doing that already why do we specifically need this aren't there other courses and training colleges and things out there already so there are lots of training courses and colleges out there already and doing a lot of really great stuff so you know i um so when i first started thinking about this uh 20 years ago I was doing the Cornhill training course in London mm-hmm. and that was fantastic and I was I was really um you know I loved every minute of that and if somebody's able to go and do that I would strongly recommend it mm-hmm. I did um so I don't know if people still know the more college correspondence course I think it's called something else now yeah. but I think it still exists in the correspondence course and you can um, pay your money and you get um, you basically get a book with some readings and some exercises to work through and then you do an exam at the end you don't have to do the exam but I always did the exam because if I didn't do the exam I, I wouldn't have bothered doing the study I need that sort of motivation <laughs> I did 18 units of that which I don't think I've ever met anyone who's done more than that I'm, I'm sure there are people but most people did like two or three and and they were great the problem with those kind of correspondence courses um, and that, you know, there are plenty others that have um, been developed in, in recent years online as well. You're very on your own yeah. to, to do them. And obviously that worked for me, but I, I kind of loved studying and I was very motivated and just got on and did that. But I think most people really struggle with the sort of motivation to keep going at that sort of thing on their own. But also it's just very difficult if you've got a question or something you don't really understand or... Um, you're not sure if if you're kind of interpreting something correctly. Doing it on your own, wh- where do you turn to, to to get some extra help with that? And I think that's still a problem 
whether you're doing a, a sort of online video-based correspondence course or all that very old-fashioned uh, book-based one, if you're, I mean, if you were in the kind of church where you were getting lots of training and help anyway, you probably don't need that. But if, if you're not, yeah. then where are you going to get the help to do that? And then, so the, those courses are very accessible to people, but quite difficult. And courses which are maybe easier to do because you've got the sort of community and the lectures and the fellow students are difficult to access unless you happen to live in the right place and yes. be free on the right day. Yeah. We, we have a great course here in the Midlands, the Midlands Ministry Training Course. Unfortunately, it's on Thursdays. I have thought about it would be good to do myself, but it's that's the day I run my community coffee morning. And so, yeah, it just some things are on the wrong days or the, yeah. you, know, and you it, can't get to things. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you, you know, if you work full time, yeah. taking a day off a week to go and do something like a ministry training course, you know, not just not everyone is able to do that. And, you know, you and I met Amanda at Oak Hill and, and that was fantastic. You were able to order a number of courses and I was there as a, a student. But that's a big commitment for someone to, to sort of up sticks and, and move potentially to the other end of the country and to find the money to study. Yeah. Um, and particularly for people who who realistically only feel called to be doing those sort of volunteer yeah. spare time uh, ministries yeah um so yeah so there is some great stuff out there and the, you know there's lots of one-off things that are great but I just feel like um there is a gap um in the market for for um training that is affordable and really accessible in that sort of logistical kind of way and certainly since I've started talking about this the response that I've got has suggested that there is, there is a real gap. There's a space, um, okay. That this might be me. So how are you going to make something work so that it's accessible and affordable, but also has that community feel so that yeah. slackers like me don't fit, don't, uh, <laughs> don't push just... the book to the bottom of the pile? Absolutely. Well, so like I say, things. I have been thinking about this for a very long time. And, and my first thoughts about it were, wouldn't it be great to do something that was sort of locally based and you could maybe gather together women from sort of a dozen churches in a local area for an evening a week or something like that. But it never quite came together in a way that was obvious how that would really work. Um, and then I was thinking about this again in a different sort of way um, a couple of years ago and, and woke up in the middle of the night with the sort of, you know how you sometimes have your best ideas in the middle of the night. And I, and I woke up and I was like, obviously the internet um, and so that is the big thing that has changed all our lives in, in recent years. But it, I think, enables us to do something quite different now. Um, so the way the Priscilla programme will work, when you sign up for a module, you will have access to a number of video lectures that will be pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. um, and those will be sort of interactive. So you'll get a sort of downloadable packet um, of printable worksheets and things so every so often in the lectures you'll you'll be told to kind of pause the tape while you go and do some research of your own and and that sort of thing so you'll have that you'll have access to an online forum where you can discuss some of what you've learned with other students and with tutors but the two things that will make it really different when you sign up you'll be asked to commit to a particular seminar time um, and those will be at different times, hopefully, to suit people with different lifestyles. But you'll say, I'm going to commit to being online, I don't know, 10, 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning every week for an hour. And that will be your seminar group. And we'll have 
uh, an online interactive seminar so that you'll be able to see the person who's presenting and then everybody will be able to, to sort of comment on those presentations and talk together. So we'll get to know each other a so little bit. So it'll be a, vid- a video based. Yes. So people will be talk- like Skyping everyone. Yeah. So you won't see, what you won't see is kind of eight different screens of Skype. You'll see the one person who's presenting okay. and everybody else will be able to respond in a written form. Oh, okay. But there will be able to be ongoing interaction okay. um, between people there. And obviously, as you see different people presenting, you'll get to hear them and yeah. get feedback and, and get to know each other a bit. So the, so that will be the sort of weekly commitment. And you'll be asked maybe once or twice a term to present something in that seminar. So that okay. will again give you a... Then you'll be Skype. <laughs> your, your face will be on the Skype. Exactly. And that will give you a thing. You'll be like, I have to do that prep because other people will see yes. if I haven't. <laughs> um, so we won't have essays and we won't have assignments in that kind of way, but we will have those practical assignments that will keep you going and then also once or twice a term you'll have half an hour skype tutorial one-on-one with your tutor again so that you've got a space to to talk about some of the things that that you might be struggling with personally or or want some feedback on as well so that sounds great that sounds much more motivating yes i hope so (laughs) than just (laughs) being left on your own than being left on your own and, and and having to make time to do that um yeah because if you're not committed to a certain time it, th- yeah. that you tend to not yeah it not becomes it not out. a priority yeah. and whereas this way you know that that is the thing you don't need a lot to sign up you know we're not looking for academic qualifications or or any of that mm-hmm. the the sort of basic criteria that you need to be able to sign up is you do need to a, a good reliable internet connection it's not going to work if you're if you have someone like i do out in the sticks where half the time you you're kind of crawling along at, at no megabytes per second so you will need a reasonable internet connection mm-hmm. you will need to be prepared to commit a certain amount of time every week to this by the time you've you've had the lectures and the seminar prep and and so on I would say you probably need to be thinking do I have four or five hours in my week I could give to okay. this and how many weeks would that be how many how many weeks would so I... each module will be 10 module. weeks and there'll be a, a sort of half term in that so it'll more or less fit within school terms okay so and you could do one module and then and, and then not do a module so you could do 10 weeks a year and, and... yeah exactly so I mean sort of as we're rolling it out we'll we'll roll out one module a term um, for the first year okay. so there'll be three modules and there'll be six modules all together but yes you'll be able to kind of come and go as it when it suits you so for example if you're somebody who's on maternity leave for six months you might only have time to do one module during that time but you could still sign up and do You've that and what will the modules be what will the six modules yeah be? so there'll be um two bible modules one on the old testament and one on the new testament mm-hmm. There'll be a doctrine module um, helping us to think more systematically. What do Christians think about God? What do we think about salvation? Because often, you know, those are the questions that come up in ministry. Mm -hmm. People rarely come to you and say, "Now I've just been really struggling to understand, you know, Romans 8, chapter 4. Mm -hmm. You know, can you just help me do a bit of exegesis on that? They'll come and say, I just don't really understand what, what we mean when we say, Jesus died for our sins or or whatever. So we'll do some doctrine. Uh, We'll do a module on evangelism and apologetics, explaining what our faith is to other people and Mm -hmm. uh, helping us understand uh, that in a reasonable kind of way. Uh, We're going to do a module on church history, uh, how we can learn from what God's done in the past. Um, And within that, there'll be, a, I hope, a, a focus, particularly which is often missed in church history, on 
women in church history um, to be able to kind of learn from how God's used women in the past in, in different ways and what that might have to say in our current situation. And then finally, there'll be a pastoral care module right. helping us think about how we look after um, the people in our churches in different kinds of situations. Right. And so your, is your expectation it would be mainly sort of the one lady who runs a Sunday school in a sort of church somewhere miles away from anywhere? Or are you expecting maybe groups of friends to sign up together? How, how would that work? So I really want it to be accessible to anybody. So if you are that one lady in a church in the middle of nowhere where there's really no one else who's a role model for you or who you can say, you can say, do you know what, this is for me. Mm-hmm. I want some, some extra help and some input so I can do this better. The Priscilla programme is mm-hmm. going to work for me. But if you are in a situation where you've got, um, so there's a, a church I was visiting recently and they were talking about maybe there might be four or five women there who'd be interested. If you are in that sort of situation and you want to get together and do it as a group, there's no reason why you shouldn't. So you could have your own little <laughs> seminar yeah. With, with, with the tutor in exactly together. exactly and actually be able to get together and, and talk about some of the stuff in person and you know that I think that would only enrich the experience yeah. but I certainly don't want people to feel they can't do it if they haven't yeah. got um the other people around them um to yeah. do that yeah great and um are you going to be doing all the teaching Ros? I'm not going to be doing all the teaching I am going to do quite a lot of the teaching um so church society very kindly have um increased my hours so that I can run this project and part of that uh, is that is that I'm going to be doing um, a lot of the the lectures so the first module coming up is the first bible module on the old testament and that is my area of expertise Mm -hmm. so I I am going to do all of those Um, and I will probably do all the doctrine ones as well but when we get to something like evangelism and apologetics that's not really my area of expertise so I'm hoping to draw in um, some of uh unions uh, lecturers so there's one thing we haven't mentioned yet church society doing this in partnership with union school of theology um down in bridge end um which is great they're really well set up for distance learning and um filming videos and and all of that kind of stuff so it will operate through their systems and one of the things that opens up as well is potential for using some of their lecturers and others as well so for example they have a lady um, who teaches a pastoral care program there. So I'm hoping she'll be involved in teaching some of those yeah. um, modules and so on. And obviously, depending how many people sign up, there's a limit to how many seminar groups I can personally run. Yes. So, I, so you know, that's where, as we expand, I'll be looking for other people to, to be taking on that sort of role as well, running a, a group. Yes. Um, so also, presumably, if you're a church leader and you, you're sort of leading women's work, or yeah. in women's ministry in your church and you think there would be a benefit for your church maybe get in touch with Ros yes, talk definitely. about how you could make that you work could, exactly you could be using the online resources but then running your own seminar group in person yeah. if that was a way that, that yeah. it worked for you to set that up okay and um, it's called oh hello that was the vicarage hound the uh, snoring uh, <laughs> comment from the dog um, the course is called Priscilla Programs yes. tell us about Priscilla oh uh, so I, as I say, I've been thinking about this for a long time and, and I've been thinking about what I might call it. And I love Priscilla. I think she is often, you know, we overlook some of the, the people, don't we, in in the Book of Acts. Um, you know, Paul is obviously one of the, the sort of great um, uh, figures in the book and you get Paul and Barnabas and, and John Mark and, and obviously Peter and the other apostles. But there are all these other little people who just appear every so often 
who are involved in ministry in, in different places in different ways. And Priscilla appears with her husband, Aquila, and they uh, used to live in Rome. And then when all the Christians were expelled from Rome, they moved back to Asia Minor. And I think we're told that that's where Aquila was originally from. We don't know whether that was also where Priscilla was originally from. And they were tent makers uh, by profession. And they hook up with Paul, who also made tents to support him while he was going about his ministry. So it was really natural that they would do that. And they spent quite a lot of time with Paul. And they were obviously doing some of the practical things to help support him in his ministry, helping with the the kind of work and the money and the the looking after stuff. But they also learned from him. And so we're told that when a chap called Apollos, who was a believer, who was a Christian, came along and started preaching the gospel, but hadn't quite understood it properly... It was Priscilla and Aquila who were able to get alongside him and they welcomed him back into their home and we're told they explained the way of God more accurately to him. And I just think that's a great model for the kind of ministry that that I really want to be encouraging through the Priscilla programme. You know, they weren't full-time ministers. They didn't have any kind of formal training. They worked alongside Paul, you know, who who really was the, the kind of evangelist and missionary and and sort of church planter and and so on but they ran a home and they learned from Paul and they were able to explain the way of God to somebody who hadn't understood it properly and I think you know that that is a model for a lot of the sort of voluntary ministry that goes on in our churches you don't have to be the big upfront person you don't have to be even necessarily giving talks or or running but actually, in that situation, would you be able to sit down with someone in your house even over a cup of tea and say, let me just explain to you what the Bible actually says about this. Um, and so that's that's what they did. And um, we know that they were highly valued by Paul. I've just been reading Romans in my quiet times and there's a, a greeting there from Paul to Priscilla and Aquila and the church which meets in their house. So obviously, even when they were no longer with Paul, they were continuing that kind of ministry. Um and yeah, so we don't we don't all have to be the the great leaders or even the paid uh, ministers to val- to benefit from that kind of training and be yeah. used by God. And you've um, you've talked about how um, Union are involved in this project, and we you're going to use their facilities and mm-hmm. access some of the things that they are able to provide. Um, and Church Society are also supporting you. Uh, by giving you extra time. Um, can you explain why Church Society, of which your associate director, uh, <laughs> wants to get involved with this sort of project as a bit of a departure from for Church Society it, to well, be doing it, a training programme? It? it is and it isn't. So, um, I mean, I, it is in the sense that we, they've not run a sort of course like this mm-hmm. before, but training is something which is one of the the sort of um, objectives of Church Society be to be training and, and resourcing people in ministry. And, and in fact, one of our biggest... Um, pots of money mm-hmm. is in a thing which is called the Amalgamated Ordination and Training Fund. That's right. Yes, I, I think that's that from, right. I remember that from meetings. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and that you know that is money which is specifically there to support not just people for ordination training, but actually training for any kind of ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I uh, sort of put the proposal to uh, Church Society, they discussed it at, at Finance Committee and then at, at Council. I think people genuinely felt this is the kind of thing that at Church Society we should be doing. We 
do care about women's ministry. We do care that women are properly uh, equipped to be teaching the Bible and, and discipling other people. We do quite a lot already to support people who are going forward for ordination. We run the Jake Conference and we give training grants and, and those kind of things. And we've supported in the past uh, people in different kind of ministries, training um, youth and children's workers, for example, uh, and so on. And actually, I think it's a, it was more a question of, well, actually, we should be putting our money where our mouth is. We say complementary ministry means women should be involved in ministry and, and we want to encourage that. Well, here's a really practical and public way of saying to women no we we want to we want to resource you and help you and to churches who might be struggling to see what kind of training they can offer for women say well look here's something whatever your circumstances actually you know it's not going to be expensive it's not going to involve lots of um complicated logistics you know actually this is this is a way of opening um this kind of door so i mean i was I'd been thinking that, you know, this was something I really, really wanted to do and, and exploring different ways of going about that. And it's just been thrilling to see um, First Church Society and then Union also catching hold of that vision and, and wanting to be partners in that. Yeah. And we hope, um, you know, that for some people that this will just be a first step, that they'll do this and realise that actually they have more gifts than they, they perhaps thought or God might be calling them to other ministries and they might go on and do some kind of further training or, or yeah. look at, at full-time ministry but you know this is not supposed to be training people that will then become your woman's worker in your church this is making sure that your everyone is 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 trained yes and I have at, to at say, an appropriate in our, level in our in our church here we you know we're a small inner city mm. church we have very few people but um i've already had someone who's expressed an interest in doing your program great um and you know that this is just somebody who's a keen Christian who yeah. wants and who's not necessarily uh, she's not really doing any of these teaching ministries at the moment but it's also something for someone who's keen to then feel that they would be equipped to teach definitely and to, and to, and to learn so definitely I've had in mind actually as I've been sort of putting it to things together this year a particular lady in my church who who is brilliant and she is already doing some things but a lot of the conversations I've had with her over the years have been along the lines of of her saying actually I'm I'm scared to do that because I don't want to get it wrong yeah you know because she knows it really matters because she wants to take it seriously and and so actually you know if you if you're somebody who thinks maybe I could do that but I don't really know where to start yeah and it's and it's I think the appeal is the flexibility where mm-hmm. if you are working you know it's you know it's a it's a few hours a week of study yeah and and an hour a week of of fixed time commitment yes so there's that but that could be an evening slot or a daytime slot or whatever would would suit suit, you yeah yeah Uh, and it certainly seems to be an appealing i hope so i hope so in our in our Mm. small inner city parish so yeah uh, i think that that's going to stretch around Mm. the country it's been really encouraging so i just run over the the last few months a couple of sort of saturday morning workshops again aimed very much at the same sort of group of women on um, we did one in January on, on how you might go about um, teaching and preparing an Old Testament narrative and then more recently one looking at a psalm. And again, it's just been really encouraging to see the, those women coming together and, and wanting to learn and take that seriously and, and do that better um, because they know it's important. Yeah, and I, I think as well the, the thing that shouldn't be underestimated is it's not just for teaching but for our own personal growth. Yeah. And, you know, 
I was at that seminar you did on mm. on Psalms, teaching Psalms, and uh, actually I put it into use yesterday in our home group. Good, as uh, so reflecting on it, but also um, just feeling actually when I look at a Psalm myself, that you know, I brought it. I brought it to the group mm. because thinking I know how I know I know how to think about this again yeah. you know yes just uh, yeah very helpful and so I can highly commend <laughs> Roz's teaching here on the podcast there you go, there you been go. In a seminar recently uh, <laughs> Roz how um how can people support this program and how can they sign up if they want to well thank you um so obviously there are quite a lot of um costs associated with setting it up and it is wonderful to have um the partnership as i say of church society and union uh, in going ahead with this but but you know there are still costs to be borne um so uh people are very welcome to support financially and and all you would do there is make a donation to church society but just indicate that it's for the priscilla program i'd also really love people to be praying um for priscilla and particularly for me there's a lot of things need to happen between now and September to get going for the the first module um but then also over the next couple of years as we get the whole thing up and and rolling so if you're interested um uh, in praying particularly for the Priscilla project obviously it'll be in our church society prayer diary and so on but in more detail than that please do get in touch with me and uh, I'll maybe also put a link in the blog post with this where you can sign up for a regular prayer letter and then the other thing that you could do that would um, support and be uh, helpful at the moment is to tell people about it um, if you know of any women who you think might be interested in doing something like this um, do send them the link uh, if there are people in your church, do you um, let them know about it? Um, just make sure that the, the word is, is getting out there about it, I think. Um, we're not expecting huge numbers to sign up for the first module. I hope not, because, you know, we, ne- we need to kind of see that everything's going to work and, and maybe uh, work through that. But we are certainly looking for students uh, from September. And um, so a, a great thing to do will be uh, praying and, and telling people that they can sign up. Um, to sign up, you will need to fill in an application form. Those will be available on the union website. So again, I'll put a link to that in the blog post that goes with this podcast. Um, it's not an onerous application. Nobody's going to be testing, as I say, your academic qualifications or or your sort of um, ability to express your doctrinal position on anything. But it's just a um, so that we can. Um, have an idea of who is signing up and and part of that is that you'll just be asked uh, for a reference from your church leader um as you know because we do want people who are involved in a local church really so that you can be putting into practice the kind of things that you're learning um, but if you've got any questions about whether you're suitable or what the costs are or how it's going to work practically um do just get in touch with me, ros at churchsociety.org, and I'll be able to um, talk those kind of things through with you. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about Priscilla? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I, it is all very exciting. And um, I have been just amazed to see how this has all taken off and the, the kind of support um, and the way people have been so positive and enthusiastic about the idea. So... It, it feels quite daunting, um, but it also feels very exciting. So, so do be praying and, and supporting for that. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Okay, um, I'm, I'm just going to take over now. Is yes. that all right? And be Go in ahead. Just for the end. But <laughs> thank you very much for listening to the Church Society podcast. Uh, we'll be broadcasting uh, another standard episode next week, and then we'll be moving into our uh, summer series of shorter podcasts and reviews and 
and so on. Um, if you have any thoughts on this um, or any other episodes, do feel free to get in touch. You can comment on our Facebook page, you can tweet us at Church Society, and you can always email me, ros at churchsociety.org. Do pass on um, the link to this podcast in particular to anyone who might be interested in the Priscilla programme, uh, and do tune in again next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>